was uh, I was adjusting the wrong slider. Still figuring stuff out here at the beautiful haunted apple orchard um, in lovely, <laughs> cold, and rainy Michigan. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been a crap day. I know Amber has not been happy about this. Uh, Bonnie is especially not happy about this at all. <laughs> Freeway people are idiots. What happened? Um, 40 miles an hour on the freeway is unacceptable at any time. No, if it's snowing. No. No. Still unacceptable. No, if it's snowing, I call myself the safety train. Get behind the safety train because we're all going 30. Nope. Yeah, we're all going to make it alive to our destination. Still unacceptable. No. (laughs) Rain, a little too slow. So it it is the night before Thanksgiving here. Biggest um, bar night of the year. Biggest bar night of the year. And where are we at? We're the in the biggest, basement. We're in a the, basement. Yeah, the basement bar. The biggest base, basement yeah. bar Crazy. night of the year. However, we got we got a handful of people here tonight. Um, but we have some dear friends of ours from back in the day, uh, from MPI, old friends of ours. Metro Paranormal Investigations. Yeah, and um, we're hanging out. We're, I mean, I don't. I I have some ideas. You guys can kind of see the monitor and whatnot. I have some ideas. Uh, but we're just going to kind of wing with this thing and see what happens, uh, and we're just going to chat. But uh, Chris, you're in the house, and you just hit the damn microphone. Who hit the damn it microphone? Was it was Wayne. It was Wayne. It was oh. Who hit the damn? Now we just no, no, got no. done with this crap. Hey, hey, I, I didn't hit the mic. I actually hit the table. I went to raise my hand up. Even worse, it. you hit the table. He's good. You got you got so excited. I did. Oh my god. <laughs> Chris. You're here. Yes. I started. I, anyone? I, why did you do that? I said Chris. I didn't say Wayne. No, it was yeah. Wayne. Why Wayne did you, it. Well, I was gonna swing yeah, the mic I, over to his way. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, all right. Well, so Wayne, touch nothing. Just yeah, don't touch. Touch it. nothing. I gotta. Oh, Normally, that's me pounding on the table, but no. Well, give it a minute. You will. <laughs> yeah, he will. <laughs> That'll be a total disaster. I, I, will, I will redeem myself. That will be a total disaster. If he given starts what's going pounding on from underneath, I'm leaving. Chris, we have. I originally thought you said three-way people are a problem. I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> so that wasn't your hand that touched the table, then, was it? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, Chris okay. and Wayne and Joe are here from from MPI guys. Thanks for coming down here and hanging out with us. Uh, this is really cool. It's been a while since we've all hung out, and uh, we kind of talked a couple. I don't know, a week ago. Wayne, I don't know. You and I talked. Wayne. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey, you know, um, this is a long shot, but would you guys want to come over the night before Thanksgiving and have a few drinks and talk about whatever? And yeah, let's do it, man. Totally yeah. cool. Surprisingly, the, the, the schedules worked out for once. Yeah. It's, it's usually tough these days, but we're all here and this is really cool. Uh, and again, it's the night before Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, there's going to be a couple of flubs here, especially from me, I think, because, yeah, it is the night before Thanksgiving and it is the biggest bar night of the year, like Amber mentioned. And yeah, we're having a couple of cocktails. Indeed. Cocktails. 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 I'm having some drinks. I don't know about the whole cocktail thing that you guys have. <laughs> well, you're having... What, what the hell is it that you drink? What is that again? Uh, it was the Jack Daniels Fire and then Rum Chata Mixed, which creates oh. a... Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Exactly. Most of the time, Wayne's drink's got to have a small umbrella. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <Yeah. laughs> the turkey's running around the studio. We have turkeys all yeah, over the place Yeah, they're all here. over. What was that, Chris? What were you going to say? I said, whatever drink that Wayne has normally has a little umbrella and comes in a fruity glass. So, oh my Wayne's God. a fancy man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, not fancy. Just I like, sweet, I like sweet drinks. Did you get you my know? tequila sunrise from the bar? <laughs> oh, see, no, those are tasty. I get my amaretto's sour. <laughs> no, 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 amaretto's sour. Tequila sunrises, you can't knock those. No, they're, they're, no, you know, dude. Like over the last like several years, it used to be like, you know, no, you and I, Amber, have always been. We started with gin and tonics. Ugh, I can't do gin anymore. Yeah. And those were like back in the back in the conference days, like some of those really scary things that I can't talk about on the show still to this day. Uh-huh. Um, uh, those were some weird days because the gin and tonics really fueled a lot of horrible shit that happened back then. <laughs> it was Very rough. True. But what, now it's like Captain and Coke. So I like the sweet stuff too. Yeah. You know, I had a beer the other night. We were at a concert, and I'm like, give me a beer, you know, hair down, whatever. And I drank it, and I'm sitting there like, I'm not enjoying this I just got to pee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the funny thing is because I've never been a beer drinker, never. Yeah. But now I don't mind a nice cold beer every once in a while. It is weird to see you with a beer. It's just weird because it's not... You. You but, you know, yeah, drinks, I, I like... you know, I do like the fruity drinks. But, see, everybody likes the Christmas punch. Yes. Can't deny that, and that is super sweet. What the I've hell's a Christmas brunch? Oh, the Christmas yeah, brunch, describe. it's basically all you need is some Hawaiian punch. Yeah, yeah. So you do a half a gallon of Hawaiian punch, a half a two liter of 7-Up, throw in a half a gallon of 
orange sherbet ice cream, yeah. and then a couple of fifths of vodka. Oh, hell yeah. Dear God. It's yep. awesome. Well, it well, sounds awesome. It just sounds breakfast. like a diabetes yeah. after it. It pretty much no. it feels oh, like diabetes. It hits you so hard, though, because all that sugar and mm. the alcohol mixed together. Yeah, it's not pretty afterwards. Yeah, you're, no. well, yeah, you're a mess the next morning. Yes, it does stain carpet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Good to know. Yeah, so you want to be careful with that. Was not me. No. <laughs> Thanksgiving's tomorrow, like I said. Everybody, uh, first and foremost, everybody here at Ghostly Talk and MPI also. Uh, have a good Thanksgiving. Have fun with that. Um, I was goofing around this week, uh, just you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do for this show, which uh, yeah, didn't work out too well. But I did come up with some come up come across some pretty. I just slammed the mic not too late, so now oh, my oh, hands are back off the I table. I just bumped the mic. Also, I come across some pretty hilarious Thanksgiving facts that I wanted to throw out there that I thought were really neat. For example, in 1953, Swanson overestimated the number of frozen turkeys that it would sell on Thanksgiving by 26 tons. That's right? a lot of turkey. That's yeah. a lot of turkey. The company decided to slice up the extra meat and repackage it, creating the first ever TV dinner. Hmm. Right? So you wonder your TV, that's where we came from was in 53. That, that was the reason. It was basically from a mistake. And those usually create the best inventions is when people screw up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that, some of the best, I think that's where all the source of greatness comes from is people screwing up and going, oh, wait. <laughs> that's totally awesome. <laughs> that totally works. Um, Black Friday is the busiest day for Roto-Rooter. Uh, a major plumbing service. We all know and love Roto-Rooter. Yeah, you know, yeah, everybody in here should know who Roto-Rooter is. Um, yeah. They are yeah. called, it's their biggest day, Black Friday is their biggest day. Um, they're called in the clean, overwhelmed uh, sewer systems, basically. That's their biggest day. So Roto-Rooter, along with all of the, the the boxed retail stores, they're all getting murdered, and the Roto-Rooter guys are running around in their vans at full speed trying to free up people's uh, plumbing. Apparently. Is that because everyone's pooping? Yeah, what comes Thanks, in? Amber. Thanks for clearing that up for us. Hey, yeah, everybody I, I, poops. Everybody. I, now, I, I just I have the Roto-Rooter theme song just rolling through my head now. <laughs> Thanks. What comes in must go yes, out. Everyone's so. That's the reason, though, Amber. Why? Sorry. Oh, my God. Dude. I think we get it. Really? <laughs> She's trying to make it cute. What's, what's, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing cute about it. Wait. Just because no. you brought up that topic... Look, before yeah. we left Ghostly Talk the last time, the big thing floating around the studio was colon blow. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was. That's it's probably right. right. colon, colon blow. I got that for Christmas back in what year was that, Amber? Yeah, so Julie, okay, so this big thing was going around. We're going to tell this no, no, story. No, no. This, is, so, this is BS. One of the shows that used to exist in the Detroit area was Drew and Mike. And they would yeah, that's promote, one of our favorite shows. They would promote this uh, guy who had this product called colon blow and you take it and you do the steps and then you they would actually encourage people to send in photos of what they were shitting out in the toilet because it was disturbing it was from another dimension why did you make that all ugly and stuff why couldn't you make that cute no that can't be cute because that wasn't cute there's nothing cute about what comes out of your colon yeah Yeah, it wasn't like send us the cute pictures of your poop like not like that, no. So it's anyway, like, look at this alien baby that just landed in my bathroom. Look at my alien baby and I'm pooping. So anyway, they would. Um, so Scott was freaking out about this colon blow. So my, my well, I thought roommate, it was cool. I mean, they they talked to the guy on the show and we thought it was all funny. And they're like, yeah, it really works. It's a it's a blend of natural herbs and spices or whatever, and it makes you just shit <laughs> your brains out. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, my my roommate at the time, Julie, thought it would be great to get Scott some colon blow for Christmas. So she bought the colon blow. She wrapped it up with like. 20 rolls of toilet paper. That was a big box. A big box that he yeah. had to unwrap with all this toilet paper and yeah. the colon blow. And yeah. then he took the colon blow and what happened? I don't want to talk about that. Why are you even getting into this right now? Do you, you think the listeners want to hear it, about it? You have to all right. talk about it. So, yeah. All no, right. okay. Walk into the bathroom with a Bible. Okay, I'll just... <laughs> Okay, I'll just say this. I did take it, um, and there was actually, this is, you know, I was coming back from your side of the state, Amber, uh-huh. and I was about 10, 15 miles from home. Okay, and we all know this as people, um, you know, I mean, I got to go to the bathroom, whether, whether it's number one, number two, whatever it might be. You know, you can, okay, you know, I got 10, 15 miles to go. I can hold it until I get home, and I'll just cross-leg it Not with colon blow. No. <laughs> I hit, I hit about, you know, it was about 10, 15 miles away from home, like I said, and something just hit me and said, pull over now. There was no negotiations for this whatsoever. There was no debates. There was nothing. It said, you need to pull over now, right? And I literally, I got off the freeway, and I mean, literally, I'm only like 
just a couple miles away. I, you know, I'm not that far from my house. Uh, but I, there was just something the brain triggered and said, there is no stopping this. If you don't get off the road now, you're going to ruin the car. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to hit a gas station and just fly in there and, like, you know, I didn't even talk. I mean, it was like. Did you, you know, take a picture? No, I didn't take a picture. Damn it. He's yeah, I'm gonna put it. We'll put it up on the website tonight. <laughs> so yeah, that colon blow stuff—it's it's pretty potent. It, it really did the job, but I didn't take any pictures of it. And yeah, thank you, Julie, for um, making yep. that a great story. Even what nine years yep. later, I think that's when I got the stuff. Yeah, it was a giant yep. box filled with toilet paper, and in the very bottom was this little box of colon blow. Nice stuff, though. It it, it really does it it does the job. I guess. I mean, I mean, you get your money's worth. Blows Scott you out. You, you get your money's worth. I, I don't okay. know. It, it What's the next fact? Oh, <laughs> wait, wait! You're cutting me off. Yeah. You're the one that brought this shit up. Literally, no, she wants I didn't to bring die. it up. You guys brought it. You up. You brought it up. No, you lie. No, you lie. No. Colon blow uh, that was, was not Wayne. brought up. That was Wayne. Did you Wayne brought up Wayne. Yeah, Possibly. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, you did bring it up. Yep. Way to step up there, Wayne. Thank you. Way to go, buddy. I got your back, Amber. Every Thanksgiving, a group of Native Americans and their supporters gather on Coles Hill in Plymouth, Massachusetts, to commemorate a national day of mourning. The flyer for the event in 2006 reads, in part, participants in the national day of mourning honor Native ancestors and the struggles of Native peoples that survive today. Uh, that's one thing that happens every year. That seems serious. It, it's very serious. I wasn't. I mean, this isn't all supposed to be about colon blow. It's supposed no. to be. <laughs> You've sure. been some serious knowledge. Yeah, there's some it. serious stuff here. Well, right? yeah, because Thanksgiving was basically like, like not like we all had like this happy-go-lucky day. We were like, hey, Indians, let's have fun. Native Americans, let's exchange some coins. Oh God. Like it didn't. That didn't happen like that. No, it didn't happen that no. way. That's why. I, that's why I wanted to mention this stuff too. Uh, another thing held every year on the island of Alcatraz. We're all familiar with that. Since 1975, Un-Thanksgiving Day commemorates the survival of Na- Native Americans uh, following the arrival uh, and settlement of Europeans and American. But why in Alcatraz? Yeah. I don't know. You should have better researched that fact. They have cake? What? I don't know. <laughs> What? I'm just, I'm just. Next fact. We have yeah. Google. Just Google it on your stupid phone okay, if you want to know more. If you want to know more about that fact that Scott found, Google it. In December, yeah. in December, we can't six, tell you shut anymore. up, shut up, woman. So in December <gasps> 1620, the uh, first pilgrims landed and built their settlement site in the middle uh, of the homeland of Wampan. Oh my God, I, he's gonna butcher that. one. Yeah, I'm gonna butcher Wampanoag. Wampanoag. That's how it's said. Wampanoag. The homeland of the Wampanoag people. Several years earlier, a plague brought by Europeans had killed the inhabitants of the village. And I've heard about that, that, you know, the Europeans, when they did come over, they brought plague with them. Well, they brought like, diseases yeah. that they, the Native Americans couldn't fend off. They didn't have a immune system to so, fight it. Yeah, there's some darker stuff in there, I know, but there, and there's some fun stuff, too. But that was one of the things I thought were, you know, that were of note to me that I was reading some lists and like, wow, that's some interesting stuff. Uh, about Thanksgiving that you might not know, you might know, and if you do, well, hey, whatever, I don't care. So, <laughs> moving along here. Now, you guys, MPI, like I said, is here. They're visiting us here tonight. And Amber and I talked this week uh, about what we wanted to talk about with you guys. Uh-oh. And I, I think I mentioned you guys, and you were like, don't, oh, don't, we're, oh. we're up for anything. We don't care. We'll talk about whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah we will. It. We yeah. will talk about anything. <laughs> yeah. If we you don't know, know, we'll make it up. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, here's the thing. So, you guys are beating on that table. Stop. I wasn't doing I it. I think Stop. one of you guys might hit it with your foot. Quit hitting Stop the table. Me. I'm not going to name any I names, I think you're Wayne. trying to frame us, Scott. I think it was Chris. Under the bus. Everybody goes. There you go. So, we t- this is our third show. Coming back is Ghostly Talk, doing this thing again. I can honestly say myself. Well, um, we're not your first show? No, no, no. <laughs> No, wow. I did listen to their first Fat show. Jesus beat you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was on our take, second show. Fat well, Jesus no, yeah. I, I got to throw it out there. Scott did try to get us on earlier, but we weren't. It didn't work out. Yeah. The yeah, there's just the logistics weren't there. Um, so one of the things I know that I, I'll openly admit, and I think I may have said this on the first show back, um, when Ghostly Talk did end uh, in 2009, um, I know I unplugged. I stepped away from it. I was done. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to talk about it. And there were several situations, I know, and I've mentioned this to people, where 
you're, you're in conversation with someone you may not know, and then something about the paranormal comes up, and it's like in your brain, you're like, there's a trigger that goes off. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, I have all this experience and knowledge. And what I ended up doing for a long time was when that trigger went off, I would just more or less snuff it out like a candle and say, no. Oh, what are you talking about? What? Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've read a couple yeah, things. Yeah, just play dumb. I don't want to, because I didn't want to go into that because I know I would spend the next three hours. Right. Not just having an interesting conversation, but more or less it would turn into, you know, a jaded rant about stuff that I had to deal with back then, right? And that was one of the reasons I know I backed away from this. Um, I know Bonnie backed away from that. Uh, Doug backed away. Amber stayed with it. Amber's always kind of been plugged in. But ghostly talk itself, we stepped away. So one of the things I, you know, you guys have not stopped, though. You guys have been going right through this whole thing. We've always kept in contact. We've always been cool. Um, But one of the things I did want to talk about tonight with you guys is the state of what's going on in... I don't, you know, I hate using the term the paranormal community anymore because it just doesn't seem like it's a community anymore. No, there is a community. There is? Yeah. There we're, is. We're, there's a close, we're a close-knit group of people, and we all know each other. We know yep. what's going on, and there yeah. is a community. I, you know, if I can elaborate, you know, I can see your notes. Why have we been around for so long, um, and why have we dealt with the, the state of affairs and the community and things of that nature? Yeah. You know, back when we started, it was ugly. It was very cutthroat. It was very backstabby. It was, you know, there was no no collaboration. There was no working together. No. And over the years, I will freely admit that has changed um, quite a bit, actually. You know, we you know we had the thing going down at Fort Wayne. And I'm not going to say we're the collect- we're the reason why this stuff has come. And Fort about. Wayne is a, a historical right. fort in Detroit. So I'm not I'm not taking credit for any of the paranormal oh, quote quote immunity. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. we had this uh, event that that we were tasked to do down there, and we realized that we're going to need help. So we reached out to a lot of the teams in the community that were yeah. Yeah. here in Michigan. And honestly, I mean, if, I mean, we had 400 people show up. It was a blast. I mean, we had a great time, and, and all the groups that came down there and helped, yeah, kind of realized that. Wait, I kind of, I kind of like you guys, and yeah. you know, we can get along and we can talk, and so that that started something here in the state, and other teams have ran with that to create. You've got the um, Michigan Paranormal Alliance, <laughs> which is full of teams. Yeah, um, we've you know we never joined, and we always get asked, well, why didn't you join? It's like, well. You can still be your independent, you know, team. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that I can't say, hey, guys, we want to work with you on this, or will you come help us with that? I don't need to, we don't need to um, necessarily be involved with another outside group that involves with groups, because I don't believe in anybody regulating anybody or anything like that. You know, you go do your own thing. Yeah, and that, um, keep going. But it's one of those things where we can go, hey, guys, we need a hand with this. Would you come help us? and they would be there. Yeah, or if they'd yeah. say, hey, will you come help us with this? And which it has happened many times throughout a lot of the teams yeah, have helped yeah. each other out with stuff. So that aspect of it is out there still in some areas. But in Michigan, it's weird. It's it's we, for the most part, do actually get along. And we it's, it's taken a long time to get to this place. But it's it's not like it used to be. It's not like it used to be well, at all. Well, and when Ghostly Talk quit in mm-hmm. 2009... There was there were no Michigan paranormal conferences. No. And then all of a sudden, boom, this big one goes up at up in the UP at the right. Sioux. Yep. In the Sioux Locks. Which yeah. is uh yeah. up at the like the northern uh point of the UP for anybody listening outside of Michigan. And the UP meaning Upper Peninsula. And <laughs> so all of a sudden there was conferences because as Ghostly Talk, we were traveling to God, Louisville, oh, Gettysburg, country. Arkansas, Chicago, all these other places. And it's just like, why? And of course, I know people in the back in the day asked Scott, why doesn't Ghostly Talk to a conference? Well, there's a lot that gets, there's yes, a lot, a lot, there's a lot, lot of responsibility, a lot of money, a lot of planning. And you're doing this usually all for nothing. Yeah. No money, nothing. You're just putting it out there for people. Mm-hmm. And so, of course... Like we yeah we never did a conference but then all of a sudden there's this conference in the UP there's a conference now up in Petoskey yep. there's a conference in Dundee Michigan there's three pretty what I would consider legitimate conferences going on yearly currently yeah. in Michigan um, and then so okay the big question then then is what has kept you guys so you guys like we were talking earlier before the show started that 
when Ghostly Talk quit, you guys were sort of on fire. Like, you guys kind of were, like, starting to do stuff, and, and you started your own radio show, which we should plug. You guys should state, <laughs> yeah, totally, the, state yeah. the name of it. Totally. The Chris and Wayne Show. The, and, yeah, it's... Haunted Ship of Doom. Yeah. On the Haunted, Haunted Ship, ship of Doom. Doom. Yeah. yeah. I've been on that ship. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes we have been on that ship. Goddamn mess. Yeah. It was scary. So, yes, there I'm is... Offended. When you're When you're done listening to Ghostly Talk, you you're need to go check the out the Chris, uh, the Chris and Wayne show. What's the website? It's paramaniaradio.com. Yeah. Paramaniaradio.com. And just look for yep. Chris and, just Chris and for Wayne. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. Facebook page. It's weekly. Weekly. Yeah. Except uh, tomorrow, unfortunately. We, yeah. we're it's Thanksgiving be, Day. So. It's yeah. Thanksgiving Day, day so we're going to yeah. put a real cool run in there for So you guys. what has kept you guys... So 2009, we're going way back in time. What kept you guys going all this time? And then further, my second question is, we as paranormal investigators, if you stick in it for long enough, you find yourself becoming entertainers. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in regards to what's kept us... Uh, going long enough, and I think I remember the 2009 when, when Ghostly Talk had to take the step back. There were there were very strict and distinct reasons why you had to. Everybody has a epic last party, though. By the way, yes, that yeah, that, yeah, that's fun. Where was what, where, there was a party? There was a, <laughs> yeah, there right? was a party, but no, everybody. We, we, we moved the mic over to Chris. We got a little. Yeah, it sounds better now. Yeah, right, everybody cool. has their threshold of how much you can. Well, take. Wait, hang on. I want to talk about this party for. I don't remember this party. It must have been really good because I don't. What, what party? Scott, was it? we the were drunk. Talk there was, there was a party. party. There was crazy. the anniversary yeah. party. All right, yeah, it wasn't our last party. Like for the show going away. No, it was just, there was no. a party. No, but there was a party. Yeah. No, but uh, everybody has their threshold of how much they can take, and that's just a human a human thing. Yeah. If someone's annoying you and, and putting into it, and this community is volatile, even though we all get along and we, we really work together and we hum, there are certain people in this community and certain things that rub you the wrong way. And oh, I, I've said this before, and I'm not afraid to say it, you know, on Ghostly Talk, on my show, you know, in the newspaper, whatever. We have to, we have to take it in small bites, and if you become overwhelmed in yeah, it, yeah. You're not going to really do it. All these people that every case they go to, I got a case every weekend, you got this. Eventually, you're going to realize. You, you burn out. You do. You're going to be, out. wait a minute, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm driving all these miles. None of this is going on. So you have to be able to evolve. And not only look at ghosts. We we evolved and started working with events. And we started really looking into the field, cryptozoology, aliens, um, and and taking it into that. It's the, the, the evolution of the show, too, is, is the way that we went. And if you're not able to do that and you're not willing to, to kind of step back every now and then and let everybody else throw a camera up and just say no to that crazy client and yeah. say, hey, just because you watch Ghost Hunters, you're not a ghost hunter and tell the truth in the community, then, you know, hey, here it is. And that's well, and that's what keeps you going. Well, one of the things I remember hearing back in the day, and it was from someone, another party, and, and you were mentioning the word volatile, right? Um, and I don't want to riff on this for too long, but... One of the things I remember specifically back in the day, and Doug and I just got a hearty laugh out of this, because I, another party came to us and said, well, this person, and this is like fucking schoolyard stuff we're talking right. about, right? Oh, yeah. um, this person said this about you, and we're like, well, A, we don't really care, but B, we are a little curious, so what did this person have to say, just so we can get a good laugh out yep. of this, right? And the person literally made a comment about Doug and myself and said, those guys wouldn't know the paranormal if it slapped them upside the head. And... We both just fell over laughing, like just, you know, Doug's Diet Pepsi went flying one way, my coffee went flying the other way, yep. and we're like, well, that statement right there is so ridiculous, because what is the paranormal? I mean, if, if he's talking about the people we have on our show, well, we're trying to explore all these different ideas. That was my, that was me, dude. Um, <laughs> we're trying to explore all these different ideas, and we don't know what it is. Christ, we would talk about aliens. We talked about the JFK assassination. I mention that all the time. We want to talk about all kinds of stuff, right? And I thought, it was those comments, though, even though it was like, well, we just laughed about that stuff. That whole mood Mm-hmm. starts to kind of just snowball after a while. And then my biggest thing I know coming into the end of the thing, was, and I think I may have mentioned this on the first show, was just I didn't meet people anymore. Right. right. I, when we go somewhere, I didn't meet people anymore. Like, hi, my name's Sue, my name's John, whatever. It was always, hi, my name's Sue, president of blah, 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 doing this pilot, blah, blah, blah. blah. And they had, yep. they, they had a title and they had a project. Title, project. Yep. Title, project, over and over again. It's like, well, who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> who are you, right? Well, and see, that's one of the things, you know, kind of stepping back to why we are still around and why we... Yeah, we, yeah. We, um, we actually discovered another passion that could tie into the paranormal 
And that was when we got into the preservation of historical sites. Which is super important. Yeah, we, yep. Super um, important, man. And I think the paranormal community as a whole has done a phenomenal uh, yes. job. Yes. Yeah. Of, of, uh, there's places that wouldn't be around no. if it wasn't for the paranormal yep. community. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of those that, you know, we worked down at the fort. We were down, we spent six years of our lives down there, and we, we, we raised over six figures for that place. I mean, we, we did a lot of work and a lot spent a lot of our time there. And, you know, all things come to an end at some point in time, and then we moved on to um, the USS Edson, which is up in Bay City. It's all these really freaking awesome retired um, Navy which, beds. Just, yeah, describe what the Edson is. Yeah, t- let's talk it's, about it's, that. It's um, a Navy destroyer. It's a Sherman-class Navy destroyer. There's only two two of its kind left in the world. Uh, one is here in Bay City, Michigan. The other one's out in Washington, the Turner Joy. Yeah. Um, so these, these old... Navy vet group got together and decided they wanted to save a ship. Yeah, it was a twelve year a twelve year process. What war was it involved in? All Vietnam. the way through Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. What was cool is we were at the fort and watched her sail by. Oh and I was yeah. like Yeah, I'm gonna get on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well and then you know we do um we hooked up with the uh we, we got on a naval kick because we realized okay we're in Michigan. This is a naval We are the Great know, Lakes state. state. We're surrounded and, by water. Yep. And nobody yep. is exploring these great, you know, naval ships and lighthouses and things that are around the state. Nobody's looking into those. So we got hooked up with the um, city of Milwaukee, the SS city of Milwaukee, and the United States Coast Guard Cutter Acacia out in Manistee. Yeah. And, you know, we, we did a couple programs for them, helped raise some money. Uh, we God, I can't even tell you how much stuff we've gotten donated to these places. And, and that's one of the things, I don't know if you guys... We don't talk about that stuff. We don't go out there and say this is. I'm saying it now, but we don't normally go out there and say this is what we've done. This is what we're. Yeah, you're doing. not wearing t-shirts with the, your figures bragging, walking around. Right. We raised this much money. Yeah. Yeah, this is what we did. <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually a very humble and private team to some extent, and and it's funny because when when you have a close group like we do, I mean, we've been called elitist and things like that, but we don't we don't brag about things Who that we do. It? Who's calling oh, you elitist? Because, because we're not... Oh, yeah. Because you're not part of an or greater organization? Or we, we, we're very close-knit, and we're very... We're, well, we're a tight-knit group. You guys well, are by far the tightest group I've well, ever seen. Look at it this way. You're a cult. Yes. The MPI cult. Can I join? You tried pricking my finger. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a whole ritual you gotta go yeah. through. No, but I, I'm okay with There's rituals. probably not it's one person in this Do room... Do I have to be naked? That, What's that, Chris? Partially. There's probably not okay. one person in this room that doesn't have knives in their back. I mean, that's oh, just... Oh, God. That's the way this, this community is. I'm surprised is. I can stand well, out Well, even right. if you don't do a damn radio show, I mean, that's... Uh, that's the... Uh, well, I, I can, yeah, I can I tell know. you right now, and like I said, I love all my paranormal brothers and sisters. I'm not going to say that, but I realize that everybody's human beings as well, and that they, they will eventually turn around and, you know, say stuff behind your back. We're talking about, you oh, know, yeah. the paranormal drama. It exists. It's oh, real. Yeah. Whenever oh. I... I don't sit there and, you know, I, I agree with teams getting along the whole thing. And I've said this, I've said this time and time again, paranormal unity is, that's just two words stuck together. Someone puts a Facebook sticker out there and goes, Hey, I'm paranormal unity. <laughs> right. It means absolutely it's like a nothing. ribbon on a car. Everybody here in the state oh, of it's Michigan. It's an idea. It's just an idea. It's a good right. idea. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Everybody but... here in the state of Michigan, I can go in and say, I know these guys I've worked with these guys. Yeah, but you know, once again, the drama is still there. There's that. that it's not line. like it used to be, though. I mean, when we first started out, I mean, I mean, there were knives thrown all over. As soon as we Blood got any, thirsty. here's the thing: as soon as we got any kind of press or any kind of of, of recognition for everything, anything that we did, you know, the work we did down at the fort, you know, that like we do an event and news would show up or yeah. something like that. I mean, we we get ripped. People tried to destroy us. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those that yeah, not even me. anything relating to paranormal. They would they would just try it and out of jealousy, like, hey, this this paranormal well, team getting this na- this news attention. Yeah, they other, want it. Other yeah, teams yeah, yeah. with because bad mouth. We've had people call our clients and bad mouth. Oh yeah, saying, oh, you shouldn't yeah. have them in because what? we have more equipment. We have. Oh you know, my god, because yeah, yeah. yeah, the because equipment matters. That's how right. it was back then. Uh-huh. It was well, it was dog eat dog. Every like was, you couldn't share your right. Well, it was evidence just, with people because yeah. nope, you faked it, you did this, you did that. Well, it was just a dangling carrot, right. though. That's a thing. And, and well, I, let's 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 be real about this yeah, for right. a second. You know, I think a lot of people. That's what the problem was here. Was there was this imaginary dangling carrot that appeared. 
Because, uh, let's just right. say it for where well, it is. Yeah, there, it with yeah, this whole advent of reality might, TV. You might get a show. Yeah. yeah. You might get something, right? right. And, you, right. you know, I don't even think, to everybody's credit, I don't even think people were really too worried about the money thing. No. No. It was just the idea of becoming famous, which I think is more valuable to some people than money. It really is, right? Um, I think that's where a lot of this animosity came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, you know, I know the groups were doing that. And that's why Doug and right. I, we backed out of that stuff. We had right. to, we, we had other things. Bonnie knows all about mm, this. Yes. Um, there was other things with groups that we were involved with. It was way beyond, honestly, just some, just some, just some malicious backstabbing or whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah, and we're talking yeah. about, you know, theft. Illegal. I mean, oh, <laughs> illegal yeah. stuff, right? Um, so when we got to this point, I think that's where a lot of this stuff was coming from, you know, and this is why we're, you know, guys, you guys that are listening right now, I mean, we're kind of rifting through this right now, but this is going to come to a point, the, the point of this thing, which I think is going to be awesome. It's going to take the paint off the walls. It's going to be Ooh. totally great, right? Um, but I think that idea right there is what the problem was here, okay? Right. And when I... And I'll just speak for myself. When I disconnected in 2009, I mean, A, it felt great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, B, yeah, it was nice just to have that weight off my shoulders, right? Um, Because, you know, every every single week it seemed like there was just something new that would pop up. Literally, everybody we'd have on the show, we would have emails that would come in going, what are you thinking? What is wrong with you? How could you talk to that person? Here's this and this and that. I'm like, dude, I don't, we, we can't police all this. We have no idea. Yeah, right? every, everybody's a critic. Oh yeah. But there, but there's, but there is this thing, like I said, that the dangling carrot that I always call it, yep. that made, I think, people crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made them fucking crazy, right. dude. And it was well, like everybody wants to see you succeed as long as you don't do better than them. <laughs> right. And that's true. Yeah. Right. That's but, very true. Well, we decided as a group. I mean, you know, because yeah. we are, I, like you guys know, we are very close. I mean, we've been. To, through thick and thin Disturbing for 10 years. Yeah. So. And you guys haven't gone <laughs> through, like, you're not kicking members out well, and getting we have. new ones oh, in. Yeah, we well, yeah, yeah, but the, the core group of right. you guys oh, have dude, been together sweet. since day one. There's petting. some female petting, petting going on. Yeah, there is some petting going on. <laughs> so, uh, Between Joe and Bonnie. Get it, Bonnie. Get it. <laughs> we have to describe these things because we're radio. I forget yeah. that. Well, we can describe it, though. Female you petting. left it alone. <laughs> no, I want to tell the listeners that there's female petting going on. Why'd you guys stop? We're going to hear that table bounce again, I know. So I'm sorry, go ahead, wait. No, I was just saying that uh, there was a time where we decided, you know what, screw everybody, we're going to do our own thing, we're going to do what we want to do, who gives two shits what anybody thinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we did that, and then... um, It was liberating. It was, it was for a while, but then we realized that, you know, since we were running events down at the fort and stuff, you still have to be open and cordial you still have to have conversation you still have to entertain like you exactly. said exactly and and during that process when we re- realized we had all these people because there was nothing like this in in michigan at nope. the time there yeah. was nope. no place that people could go no ghost regularly and nope. ghost hunt so we had a lot of people coming back and a lot of teams were starting up because of what we were doing mm-hmm. yeah and so it was one of those things where you you, you do get to know these people Oh, you know, you're back. I mean, there'd be times where we'd had people come back so many times. Look, dude, next one's on us. Don't even, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yes, come don't yeah. just, you know, third you, tour is free. Yeah, you've supported the event yeah. so many times. Just come back. We'll, we'll, yeah, but um, so then, like I said, we did that paranormal muster, and and all of us worked together. And when I when I say that it was an amazing event, and I'm not saying that because of us, it was because of everybody working right. together. Yeah, and it. And it really was. I mean, people in the community here in Michigan were talking about that for like a year. Of, yeah. of, of oh my God, this. When are we doing it again? You know this. You know, but of course we had left. That was our last big event at the fort. You know, we knew that that was going to be our last year. Yeah. Or we had that feeling. You know, the yeah, push. The, the push to go out was was was, it was there. Um, we were already living through hell down there. Yeah. So, it was one of those that is everybody knows who who works at a historical location. Sometimes the historical locations, if your paranormal aspect is starting to overshadow the the historical aspect, the historical people get really ugly. Especially the head of the historical department. If his name isn't attached to stuff... Oh, so that's then, just, it just gets political. Then yeah. You, oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. Political. yeah. We've heard that before. Yeah. It, it, was, it was strictly ego. Ego True. is what pushed us out of there. Yeah. You know, they altered the event to something that 
you know, we, we had spent six years building this thing, and then they altered it to something that was half of what we had done and still wanted to charge the same price, and it was kind of like one of those, well, we can't, we're not going to have our name attached to that. See, that's crap, because I, I find that one of the things that the paranormal community has done as a whole that has benefited the entire unit, you, world, U.S., whatever, we all have done The universe! Up, the universe! We have dug up so much local history that was forgotten, never remembered for whatever reason. We have dug it up, and we've brought it back for whatever reason. It's there, and then we tell it as a story. We bring, you know, and then you guys doing that at the fort at Fort Detroit or Fort Wayne in Detroit, and you bring this rotting historical location back from the dead that was not me i swear to god next ghostly talk i'm tying everyone's hands everyone's in their chair on the ground but i think this has been the biggest thing that a lot of local paranormal groups no matter how big or small they are they sit there and they they go okay well I, i live in this house or i have this community and this is going on so people take the time to do the research they do the genealogy mm-hmm. they go through the local old digitized papers whether they can look through them digitally or if they have to sit through microfiche and they find these old forgotten stories about murders or just local history cases or just anything they they're 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 digging up the past and i think that's one of the greatest things because i know when i first started working on my book that was the thing i was most proud of was like Okay, I'm digging up these forgotten stories that no one even knew about, yep. that right. everyone forgot about. Yep. And it's all because of the paranormal, because I was prompted by these ghost stories or someone saying, I feel this in this location. Well, let's see what happened at this spot. And so I think that's crap that you guys got kind of booted out because I get disgusted with places nationally, like let's say, for example, the Stanley Hotel in uh, what, Estes Park, Colorado, Oh yeah, who oh, are yeah. completely yeah. going... Oh, we want nothing to do with our paranormal status anymore. Really? We're not going to do. Yes, they don't want anything they've, to do with that. Backtracked on that. Yeah. Have, okay, I thought they, they would. Okay, I thought they would, but no, 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 no. When places like I don't care what place you're in, if you're in Gettysburg or whatever historical location, there is money in yes. the paranormal. You're going to have people, whether hardcore researchers, serious or just. Uh, weekend ghost hunters that want to come out, they're going to spend their money on a ghost tour, on a ghost hunt, on whatever, and then they're going to get educated in the history of the place, the the rumored ghost stories, which we all know if we're smart and educated, we know that's just like, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, whatever, it's just part of our culture. And then you're going to put money into that historical location that's going to go on to continue that place in perpetuity and well, keep, keep it maintained. Yeah, right? maintain keep it, keep it, it going and everything. Yeah. And that's important from because I think a lot of paranormal people were history buffs, were history nerds. Yeah. We respect, love, worship the the history of a place. And that's that's one of the key things is when you know you first start this, you, you're looking for answers. Like for me personally, it wasn't until I started doing this, and then you started digging up that local history. It's like, wow, I'm learning some stuff as I'm going along, yep. and it was very cool. You know, and as long as, as as far as the fort's concerned, I mean, our legacy still lives there. You know, the, all the things that we accomplished. Two of the well, members that, of the that board, can't be taken away from. Well, me, even two of the yeah. members of the board that are there now started there because they came to the ghost hunts right. and started coming and, and finding out about the fort. Let's tell like people who don't aren't familiar with the fort what was its importance in Michigan history. Oh, geez. Arsenal of Democracy. <laughs> well, that that was what it's uh, mainly known for is the Arsenal of Democracy in World War II, but it actually was during the, the French and Indian War. It was a, a major artillery and cavalry outpost. Um, it was one of six forts that actually went all the way along the coast of Detroit to protect us from British invasion. Um, more currently, obviously, World War II, it served all the way all through Vietnam and still holds the record for one of the biggest induction centers. That was there. Most of our fathers and grandfathers that were in Vietnam went through Fort Wayne. Whether they were accepted, they were put on a bus a few hours later and went to their prospective MOS base. So it has a lot of history going all through it. Matter of fact, we all know the history of Detroit. Tanks would be driving up and down here on Van Dyke and going up to uh, South Field and everything else from there. So it was just a really huge military, infantry, artillery, and cavalry school, especially during the Detroit riots. It was a uh, rallying point for the National Guard. And see, that's an important part of history. You didn't you breathe guys... one time when you no, said that either. No, because Chris is Holy brilliant. Because, but you guys helped revive that. That was forgotten. People were literally like, "What? There's this historical fort in Detroit going back to the Civil War that's been used up until Vietnam." Well, and the thing, huh? Yeah, the thing that 
kind of sunk us there was letting 1.5 million people know that it existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was pretty much the do- the nail in our coffin. <laughs> so, the irony now is that it's brought back. I mean, they're, yeah. they're doing them again. That was mm-hmm. with, you know, Johnny Zaffis. They got it on, we mm-hmm. got, you know, the Haunted Collector Show. And the ratings for that show, first airing was 1.5 million. Yep. And then about a year later, we, you know, we. we Did had, you guys do a show with John Zaffis at the fort? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then um, Chris and Joe were on it. And then um, a year later, when it was aired over in Europe, we have some friends over there. And they're like, holy crap. You guys were on TV, you know, over yeah. here up at the fort. So not only 1.5 million people in America. Yeah, globally, we're talking right? Europe, yeah, globally, basically. Mm-hmm. That now know about yeah. historic yep. Fort Wayne. Yep. And there would be people coming up all the time saying, I saw this on TV or, mm-hmm. you know, heard about the ghost tours and they wanted to come back during the day for the historical stuff. But they were telling the historical people, well, I saw this on this paranormal thing and... Well, you know, it, at the yeah. end of the day, it's it's always going to be sour grapes. You're you're either going to the people that are in the historical organizations are going to support what you're doing, or they're not. I mean, that's the way it right. goes. There's no middle ground, no gray ground. And that's what happened at Historic Fort Wayne. We we've talked about it, and yeah, we've 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 it's it it's, was it was very yeah, yeah. honestly when we left there were tears there it's were tears because we put so much into that. It's a learning experience, and what we did is we took that and decided to work with another new historical organization, the Edson. Which, honestly... Night another piece day. of history no, that no. needs to be remembered. Oh, this is... The, it, night, and day. night and day. They they support and are very open to all the paranormal stuff programs. They're, it's, a, it's a weird feeling when you drive up to the location and they're ecstatic and happy to see you. You know, they're 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 you know, it's 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 a good feeling. Honestly, the first couple of years Chris and I were walking on eggshells. Yeah. Because we're just yeah, waiting yeah. for the hammer to fall, yeah. waiting for the, you know, cuz I mean, we were we were treated pretty bad at the other location. Um, but you know, every time we'd show up at the Edson, these guys were were great and you'd see stuff happening. You'd go in and there'd be new displays. You'd see, you know, when they first started out, there was just this little trailer and then then all of a sudden they got Working bathrooms and a pavilion and and these monuments and and all these displays and models and stuff going into the ship and the ship's painted. You know, we help paint the side of the thing. Yep. And um, which is really interesting being out on a barge trying to. It's cool. You know, (laughs) what did you do this past weekend? Well, I helped paint a destroyer. You know, but it's uh, it's amazing that the the passion that these guys have for this ship is is very apparent. They do things right, and they do them well, and they're so connected that they're able to get things done because they follow the correct paths to do it. And when you go there, and you know, honestly, they don't need us. No. You know, they don't need us there. I mean, they're doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you right now, the the, the events there put, um, it's not asphalt, it's, yeah, crushed asphalt. Crushed asphalt, yeah. yeah. You know, completely new parking lot because of the ghost horse that went on there. I mean that that's cool stuff that you yeah. see taking place and it's tangible yep. because of the events and stuff that you're doing. Well, you're you're getting reward. You're seeing, like you said, you're actually right. seeing the results. Yeah, rewards from your efforts. Seeing right. the changes at Mansfield yeah. every time we go. And that was yeah, yeah. that was yeah. a great. Oh, that's, that's another a big one. We, yep. Every time we went there, we'd see Mansfield, something new. Ohio. It was very cool, yeah. right? Mansfield Reformatory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool um, now with the places though, like with each the the um, the Ford and the ship. Do you guys think there's genuine paranormal activity well, at each place? Well, if I not to not to cut you off, when right. I got to say it all depends on what you're for the stuff we've seen at the Edson and the stuff we've seen at the Fort. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one time, and I you know I'm gonna every, make you say it twice. Everybody's everybody in the paranormal in community. I've time. told this I've told this to time and time again. They just don't seem to listen. Yeah, is that you've got to spend a long duration of time in an area before you can designate any paranormal True. activity. Fact. If you Amen. go there for four hours. You're, if you see a shadow, it's nothing. Amen. Now, it's a we, demon. What are you talking about? Exactly, Scott. We <laughs> were, it's a demon. We were there yep. for six years at the fort, and we've been there for a few years at the Edson. I can I can say there's weird stuff, paranormal stuff going on just because of the time we spent aboard. Now, the Edson is the first time we ever had evidence lead us to a real death. Yes. Hmm? What? Oh, tell the story. So, tell the story. Cool. It was during one of our first ghost hunts. Second or third one, I think, yeah. we had down there. Um one of our friends from England, um, Andrea, had come over, and she had come to one of the events at the fort. That's how we we knew her. You know, that's yeah. how we met her. So she came over to do one of the events at on the ship. She into visit some friends, 
Not just us, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she was with. We had a downplay it, Wade. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Andrew's not just she's us. A, no, she's we're kind of lame. No, she's a sweetheart. But she was with um, a, couple, a, a couple of the guy, uh, people who volunteer, um, a husband and wife uh, group. Bill, um, Randall, and his wife were part of their little group, and a couple other individuals who we have no idea who they were. They were just part of the part of the uh, ghost hunt. Um, group. So they had broken off into their own little thing and they were up in the bosun's locker in the very front of the ship. And it was a summer day so it was really warm and then apparently this is second hand because this is told by them is that it got suddenly really chilly. They all got a chill. So they had a ghost box which I'm not a big fan of those but uh, um, keep going, keep going. I know but this did lead to something. So they Oh were, do tell. Yeah they were asking if they could get a name. Or, no, first she goes, is somebody here? And they got a yes. And she asked for a name, and they got a name called Paul. Yeah. And they asked, when did you die? And they got the number nine. So Bill, who's a, 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 a vet, volunteers on the ship the next day, he was yeah. ecstatic because he was there to experience this. Yep. So he was telling the chief all about it. Well, they decided to do a little digging and contacted the people over at the um, yeah. New York Intrepid Air and Sheet Museum. Aaron C. Museum yeah. is where the Edson used to be housed. And then it went into storage for 12 years. And so he's asking the guy, do you know anybody named Paul that's affiliated with this ship? And he goes, yeah, Paul Stepanato. Yeah. And apparently Paul was not ever in the Navy. He was just a caretaker on the ship and was a, a docent. So he, But mm-hmm. he actually lived on the Edson. Yep. And so... Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of, you don't imagine that. But, yeah, he did. Um and he had apparently stated that if he ever died, he wanted to die in the Edson. Hmm. So the weird thing about it, Thanksgiving Day, which is tomorrow. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day, 1999, yeah. Paul passed away. Ago. Yep, He died on Platform 1 in the CPO birthing area. So he, it, he died on the ship? Yeah. He died on the ship. No shit. So it's yep. one of those things that's like... <laughs> Yeah, when we heard this story, we're, our mind is like blown. We're like, you got to be kidding well, me. Well, we got know? we got the call from uh, Chief Kegley, and he just he was ecstatic. He was beside himself. God. That the guy died. Well, no, that's a story match. Oh, that's a story match. The guy's death. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because obviously this is after so they pulled up. They okay. pulled up a photo of him. Um, now, I don't know. I I don't really know what took place or what went down, but. And I know everybody rips on the the show a lot, but the guys from um, Ghost Asylum came up to the show. Oh God! But wait, okay. I know you've watched it. Right. No, no, yeah, hold on. Yeah, be, be traps. Have yeah. you ever watched that episode? No. Okay, well, here's... wait. Before before no. Wayne tells it, I, I was involved with the Ghost Asylum episode from the very beginning, the minute that okay. the producer mm-hmm. called, and the trap thing yeah. was was a big sticker. And I remember that I got a call from the chief. Got a call from this British guy who was the producer. I can't remember his name, Philip or something like that. And from the very beginning, we said, okay, here's the deal. Um, first off, you're going to respect the ship. Secondly, you're going to get all the facts right. Third, you are not going to trap anything. Good. Period. And if you do, you know, because the ship did get a small stipend for that. Right. You can take your money and you can take your crew and get the hell off our ship. Um so all the way through it, they were they were very active, and they were you know we sent them all all the historical stuff I had created for them and made them all of the the trapping and stuff and everything they went through and they talked to myself and the chief, handle it from day one of filming all the way through that. We also had Wayne and Russ and everybody was up there with them watching them, mm-hmm. and they were very respectful, very mm-hmm. respectful guys, and they were very they they were very attention to detail to respect the ship and yep. everything else. Guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the only thing that I think, the only thing, they called it a, 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 a um, battleship. battleship a couple times. But I think that's really the main thing that they messed up. Yeah. But, so they came in and did their, their gig. And they, they knew, you know, they know the stories. They, they found out about Paul and things yep. of that nature. Um, Keegley is one of the coolest guys, but he, he's no nonsense. Yep. Yeah. He lo- he's, he's happy. He's, he's very pleasant to talk to, jovial, you know, laugh. But when it comes to business, Keegley will slap you down no, in nobody's business. He's a chief petty officer, you know. He, yeah. He's used to telling people what to do. So he would ride these guys. You know, they'd come in the office, and he would make them talk to him. Yep. You know, it, it, I'm not talking like the, the, the stars of the TV show, but, I mean, the production crew and things like yep. that. So he'd be like, boom, what's happening? Boom, boom, boom. So he was very on top of stuff. Yeah. So they did their, their experiment. You know, they interviewed Chris, and they're like, 
you know, for the suspense of the show, you know, do you think we should trap these? And Chris was like, no. And they're like, okay, we won't. Let's mm-hmm. let's try something different. So they created this dry ice waterfall. Oh, God. Okay. Go I ahead. Know. Explain it. So, Explain it. Yeah. So it's basically just this thing with, you know, with all the smoke coming down. Right, and that catches that catches. Spirits. No, no, they they have a film. Uh, no, it's not to catch anything. They weren't no. trapping. They're seeing if anything oh. would, would manipulate. Oh, the, like show up in the. Yeah, okay, okay, right, okay. The all right, I got it. Yeah, right. so they weren't trying to trap anything at all. Okay. They were just they tried to go old school. So they brought in the analog right. tapes. They brought in. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, they they, they right. were like, well, the, it's a metal ship. It's gonna mess with all of our yeah, new digital you know. stuff. Yeah. So let's let's bring in some of the old school stuff, and we'll try to go, we'll go old school on it. Yeah. And um. So they caught their their big evidence was is in that waterfall of, of of dry ice smoke there was a clearing with one spot of like fog in it. Yeah. And whether it's matricine or not, you can see a face. Face. And they lined that up with Paul Stepanato's photo. It and looks the, the tilt of the head and stuff is the same as what's in that photo. Oh really? Yeah. Do you guys well, cool. did you guys look at it and agree? I, yeah, we were actually watching the episode. You, you were I, pretty blown away. I was like, I was yeah, like, yeah that's, that's like Paul. Like well, really? Just the, by the tilt of the head, I'm honestly, I'm still skeptical. I would like which to, every good ghost hunter right, should be. Right. It's one of those where I'm like, okay, well, I just watched it recently, so it was one of those where I'm looking at it a little bit in a more critical eye now than when you first come out. You're like, oh my god, that could possibly be Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It may very well be, but because um, Paul has been seen a lot on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, During the day, you, mm-hmm. like sleeping on the ship at night. If you've been on that ship alone, like myself and Wayne have, yeah. you you're the doors close. We're not talking like wood doors, like I big, would, heavy yeah. doors slamming but, and um, people walking up and down the passageways. It's nuts. We need to have a sleepover. Yeah. I, well, you know, I was just gonna right. say. I mean, I hate to. I'm not trying to interrupt, but I was. You know, it's so topical that we're talking about this because I've, I've like the last like year or so, I've had this like. Kind of weird obsession with naval disasters and stuff like that. I've been doing some reading and whatnot. Also, I'd love to spend the night on this ship. Well, they are by the end of this year should have all of the water hooked up. Yeah. So by opening, they should have occupancy. Really? Yes. So like a hotel, spend the weekend there. Yeah, they want to do like Boy Scout overnighters and stuff like like that. They have toilets on the ship. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. They will. Actually, I talked to the showers. You can poop on the ship. This morning, the sewage line is wrong. You can colon blow on the ship. Yeah. Take pictures. That that would be an intro. Well, that's for other talk. Yeah, no, that would be something cool. I'd love to do that. I'd love to spend the night on that ship just to just to do it. And you can sleep fun. in Paul's room. Now, where Ooh. is this ship in? Bay City. Bay City. Bay City. Okay, not that far. it's not that far. But no. you guys do? Didn't you do a ship too on the west side? In Manistee, yeah. That's yep. the, so you you've done two. Yes. Now the 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 city of Milwaukee is freaking gorgeous. That's the one in Manistee. Yes. Okay. She's an old um, 1930s uh, rail car ferry. Yep. Which the upper decks has still got the old rich mahogany with the staterooms and well, the beds did, are comfortable. It was it's, designed by Franklin. Yeah. The interior that Wayne's talking about was designed by Franklin Kirby, and we all know the. I was going to say Franklin Wright. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> the heavy mahogany and the wood, the wood yeah. staircasing yeah. and the floors. That was Franklin Kirby. And he was also the person that invented, invented, and patented the ice crushing machines that the Coast Guard used to clear ice and break cool. ice, ice breaking technology. Oh, cool. So the Milwaukee is 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 just freaking gorgeous. <laughs> and the ship that's parked next to her is the Acacia. It's the Coast Guard cutter. Yep. And it's what's cool about that is when the Coast Guard gave it up, they left everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, the original computers, the captain's logbook, everything is still there. The table. Yep. Um so <clears throat> it's it's a very cool vessel, but the the out of them all, I, you know, while I do have a special love for the Edson, the, the Milwaukee is just, she's a beautiful ship. And she's she's one that I love to go visit because it's almost like you, you can believe you're back in the 1930s yeah. on Titanic or whatever you have. Yeah. You, and you can go into the parlor and, you know, sip a couple cocktails or not not really. A couple, come on. No. Lightweight. But, uh, oh, no, no, no. But, no. you know, you can go hang out on deck and... You know, down down on the main cargo hold, they still have some rail cars on there. Yep. You can go down in the engine room, down in the uh, flicker where the the crew, some of the crew, engine crew would stay. So it, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing ship. Mm-hmm. You know, the the the, the Edson and, and the Milwaukee are two totally different vessels. 
yep. and and they each have their own personality. But you're on the west side. You really should I know, right? Yeah, I know. I think that's with 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 naval ships. And I, and I mentioned a few minutes ago, like just I've had this like weird obsession going on with naval disasters specifically, yeah. um, which leads you into just looking at the ships themselves. I mean, yeah. the Titanic is an obvious choice. Right. The, the Britannic or the Olympic, any of those three massive ships for that time, um, it really does tap into your sense of wonder. I think. Mm-hmm. Well. I, Go ahead. If I can talk about, like, even investigation-wise, yeah. team-wise, um, we were the first ones to get on the uh, valley camp up in the Sioux. Yep. Okay. So we investigated the valley camp, which has two of the original lifeboats off of the Lucky. Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Just saying. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those... Is that a permanently docked ship? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's okay. a museum ship. Yep, it's, it's a, a cargo ship. Okay. Um... That has a lot of shipwrecks. And the Edmund Fitzgerald did not sink. It only sank 41 years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these, not that long ago. These these lifeboats are mangled. And the buoys from when they found the, the ship are, are, are crushed because they were sucked underwater. And the, the whole story is there. It's actually pretty phenomenal. Yeah. But we're sitting in the ship at 2 o'clock at night. And it's Chris and me and Kevin were in, in the yeah. room with the... Um, lifeboat number life, one. Lifeboat, which is ripped in half. And so you know you got to do it. You play some. You let you fire up Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to. the Edmund Fitzgerald. So so you're sitting yeah. there. You're listening to this song. And their pictures, their photos. Yeah, they're, are on the wall. Yeah. Their their name plaques are of all yeah. 29 guys are there. And you have these these moral dilemmas that actually pop up, and you start thinking, mm-hmm. Holy shit. You know, we, after the song is over, you know, we ask, you know, how did the how did the ship sink? What the hell are you gonna do if you get an answer to that question? Who yeah. are you gonna take that to? The right. family's still alive. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. you start Not you start going, ago. what the hell can you know? You, so you start thinking of those moral dilemmas. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do if if something actually led you to an answer of how it really went down? Right. And what happened that night? So you know that was that's a lot of things that people don't think about when they get into this field, you know, or, or into investigating of of the moral aspects of of things that may occur. I mean, well, it's highly yeah. unlikely. That I think most people are just chasing after right. the answer. Not a lot of people think about what you're going to do with that answer right. after you get it, if you get it. Right. right. Well, a lot of people don't get the answer. That's the thing. I don't think people think that far ahead anymore. Well, I think a lot of a lot of people that are in this field. One of the questions that I always find is first off when you when you do this it creates more questions oh yeah <laughs> and oh yeah I, I always it stymies me when we have all of these these years and generations of from spiritualists all the way to the modern ghost hunters looking into this and the old Germanic um, investigations that were taking place yeah yeah but here's the question has no one has ever stopped and asked why <laughs> have you noticed that mm-hmm. they're like well, okay, we've got all these ghost photos, ghost EVPs, ghost footprints, all this kinetic movement. Why? You know, is it to me? It, it's one of those that I, it just stymies me when I look at it, and I go, "Well, we know all the we know ghosts. Okay, there's something out there. Obviously, millions of people have experienced this. Why is it happening? And then it just stops. It stops cold. Oh, yeah. And you know, because well, those are questions that we were asking years ago, though. Like, you know, what, a okay. I mean, I don't. I have all types of different beliefs. I do believe thing, there's strange things happening, but really, it's a matter of okay, well, why? If you understand why, then you might be able to reproduce this somehow in a lab mm-hmm. and understand how it actually works. All right. And then number two, for me at least, is how it's all related. All these weird things that happen around us. I think there's a glue. We, me and Doug have been talking about that for years. Like that, that, that particular idea alone, right there, is how is it all related? I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Well, no, and I, I can see what you're saying. It's all, it would be like a hive mentality is where all, where all of that goes. And the same thing, too, is when you look at it, then you have to bring your religion into it. Yeah. You know, believing there's life after death. You are clearly admitting in any investigation that you believe in something. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's the one thing, and it scares the hell out of people when you start talking about it, because in the paranormal investigation field, religion is like politics. Right. Yep. You just you keep your it. mouth shut. Don't yep. talk about it because you're going to Oh, you treat, you treat it like work. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you don't mention that crap in the office. You know, but I, but on top of that, that's where in, you know we need to step back from the field almost, in, in my opinion, and actually go back to the books 
and go back and start comparing all the stuff that we have now. And let's figure out some whys before we go any further. Well, I think that's, and that's a very interesting way to come at it, too. I think people are just trying to find out the what. The what. The, what the, oh, we saw a ghost. We saw one. Okay, well, well, what what were all the... Amber has to pee. Amber's got to pee. There's going to be so much horrible everyone. noise going go on here. Table. You're not, not going to go under the table. Uh, I'm pulling that mic. I'm oh, pulling that, that mic. Oh, that gotten interesting. Oh. Oh, I'm pulling... I'm the only one in the micro cha- the channel right now. Go ahead, Bonnie. I got... I, oh, my God. Seriously, guys? Seriously, guys? You're knocking shit all over the place here. It's not me. Not you guys. I'm talking to Amber. I watched her just not crap all over the place. How many wires are on the floor now? I've got 47, I think it was wire. Just one. I think. 106. 95. We're this good. whole studio is trashed now. How are we even doing the show now? There's crap all over the floor. There's wires yanked out of the board. I haven't seen the turkeys in a while either, so it no. could go either way. All right, way. so anyways, let's try, to, let's try to gallop this back up. What I, what I was saying was just that I think people, and we mentioned this a second ago, the idea of just let's see something. Mm-hmm. We want to experience something. We want, we want, we want, which is a great thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, I, you know, hey, I want to drive a monster truck this year. Remember that, Bonnie? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really, I, re- I really wanted to drive a monster truck. That doesn't mean that I wanted to understand how the motor worked, how the transmission system worked, what mm-hmm. type of fuel it used. I didn't really want to learn about all the inner workings of the thing. I just wanted to get into that massive machine and run stuff over with it, right? right. <laughs> so, and that's fine, right? That's okay. And you're allowed to do that too. If you just want to go out, I guess, and find, you know, and possibly see something, right? Experience something. That's fantastic. But if you, I guess the idea here is if you really want to answer some questions, then you do have to understand or try to understand the how that we're talking about right here. Yep. Which is just that. And I, that, that's okay. You know what? At this point, fuck it. I'm not worried about Scott it. We're going to keep the table. mic so yeah, many I, times. I'm in the worst just one of all of us. Just beat the hell out no, of but, the table but, at this point. But you, you got to look at it this way. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, going back to what you're saying is how many ghost photos do you need? How many EVPs do you need? Yes. All to, of them. To honestly say something or experiences. But I'm, I'm going to interject. And, and a counterpoint is is when you ask why, you have to ask why are you doing it too. So it's one okay. of those that... Are you here to prove the existence of something paranormal? No, I'm talking to talking to them. Eat the okay. mic. Okay, so yeah, are you are you looking? You know, or are you on a personal journey to find your own answers? And and it, I think it and that's fine. It's a, either, it's or, a great. Or, that, right. That's a fantastic question. As right. I think a lot of people, if you ask that, they couldn't answer the question. Well, I, 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 right. I let's. Seriously, they could, they'd be like... What's your answer? My answer? Yeah. Uh, my answer goes right back to when I was a child. I was intrigued by... I read all these ghost stories. I was so interested mm-hmm. in this stuff, and that's what inspired me to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to... And I, you know, so and it's I, your own personal journey. It's my own... Oh, fuck right. yeah, it is, dude. Right. I mean, I and that took me a lot of years to figure that out, too. I believe 99.9% of the people that are in this field right now are yeah. doing it for their own answers. Oh, yeah. But then they go, well, I'm trying to help a client. Well... Okay, but you know most cases that I've ever handled, I can handle over the phone without setting a camera up. So yeah, you know you're trying to get your own curiosity exactly. taken care of, and then go from there. Which is nothing. And, and wrong that's why with I that. don't. I, I we decade ago now we we unplugged from the whole going out and investigating people's right. houses thing. I don't want that responsibility. First off, second off is just what we just talked about a second oh ago. And I hate these. I hate Lord. these new spit guards we have. These things piss me <laughs> off, dude. I've been beating the hell out Stop of it. Stop talking with your hands. My hands have been in my. Well, here's the thing. The Am- whole here's the thing. All right. Show. He's going Stop full Italian calling over there. Calling Quit yelling, me Quit yelling in the Amber. Oh, I call you. Oh my god, I called you Amber. Yes. Oh my did. god, you're gonna I die. I've actually did this the first like, show. What? No. He does it every fucking show. Wow. I'm holding my head in shame right now. You what should. I was saying, what I was saying was that's why we unplugged from that. I know all of us, our little group we have, we unplugged from that. Mm-hmm. And, and I know personally, for me, it was this personal thing. That's why I have no problem. And I've said this, I said this the first show. I think that's I have no problem going off by myself dirty. somewhere. Yeah. And if I experience something and no one else has, I don't have anybody, I don't really care. Exactly. And that's, that's. A, this that's... isn't for the Inquirer. This isn't for sci-fi. I did it again. I did it again. This isn't for sci-fi, right? I'm just beating the crap out of this microphone. This isn't for sci-fi. This is for me. Right. And it's, exactly. And it's funny because a lot of the people who have been around for some time, that's that's their mentality now. Yep. It, mm-hmm. It's, you know, get away from the gadgets. Get away from the, 
you know, because let none, your mind work, man. Yes. Open yourself up to this yeah. thing. Well, I, I remember that there was a time where it was like a personal experience, unless it's documented by this and this and this. Oh, exactly. you had to, you, know, you had to go through fifteen different. You know, things. it's like, well, wait a minute, we don't Trust believe it. Me, Not, I know. Nowadays, <laughs> if someone has a personal experience, I'm going to believe it for the simple right. reason: I know if you firmly believe with your heart and soul that that's what you saw, I cannot convince you otherwise.